0: Well, good morning. morning. Thank you for choosing to worship God with us here at St. Mark's today. And for those of you who are worshiping online, we're delighted to have you. Today's going to be a little different. I decided today that I was going to preach my sermon to my daughter, Liliana. I mean, this is not without precedent, mind you. If you look at the New Testament, you'll see that there are all sorts of letters that were written from an individual to individuals or sometimes to small groups of people, and then everybody else just gets to overhear it. And so I thought that that might be a good idea this morning. Now I know, Liliana, you're not listening to a word that I say, and I know, Liliana, that you will probably never remember anything that i've said but i also know that that's probably going to be true for the rest of your life <laughs> you're probably never going to listen to a word i say and if you do listen you won't remember it right well liliana over the last few weeks i've been given a lot of thought to promises promises that we make to ourselves promises that we make to other people Promises that we make uh, to God, promises that others make to us, promises that for whatever reason we often end up not keeping. I guess what got me to thinking about this is this New Year resolution thing that happens at the beginning of every New Year. And all sorts of people are making these New Year's resolutions about things that they want to do differently, things that they want to do better. And Liliana, you're too young to make those now, but one day you might want to make some of those resolutions. And you might want to say, you know, I'm going to exercise more, or I'm going to eat better, or I'm going to. Stop bragging about how wonderful my dad is. (laughs) And yet, even though those are promises that you make at the time that you really plan on keeping, it may just happen that you're not able to keep all of those promises that you've made to yourself. And then there may be people who make promises to you that they don't end up keeping. Uh, Your dad might promise you one morning as he leaves for work, I promise we'll play when I get home after work today. And then I had a crummy day or a lousy day or an exhausting day and I don't really feel like playing. It it may be that your dad might say, well, one day when you're older, you'll get a pony. (laughs) And then one day you wake up and you're 60 and you still must not be old enough because you never got that pony sometimes you may even make promises to other people liliana that you have the best of intentions in keeping but for whatever reason you just aren't able to follow through with those promises And it's as good a time as any liliana for you to be aware that broken promises have a way of hurting They hurt us, they discourage us, and they disappoint us, and they have a way of living with us for the rest of our lives. I can almost guarantee you that you are going to be someone who has their heart broken by a broken promise. And I can almost guarantee you that you are going to make a promise to someone else that you cannot keep, and that will cause great disappointment and despair as well. It's just one of the stages of life that we make promises that we plan to keep, but we just are unable to keep them. Now, Liliana, one of the reasons why I love God so much and one of the reasons why I love reading the Word of God is that if you thumb through these pages and if you read them for any length of time, you begin to see some recurring themes that happen over and over and over again And one of the recurring themes that all of these folks have probably seen that hopefully one day you will see is that God keeps promises. That God is faithful to us even when we are not faithful to God. That's an important thing that I want you to remember. But, Liliana if you're anything like your father there may come a time in your life where at least temporarily you begin to doubt whether or not God is faithful whether or not that God really does keep God's promises there may come a time in your life Liliana where you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait for signs of God's faithfulness for evidence that God can be trusted and for whatever reason You're just unable to see those signs of faithfulness, that trust in the way that you would like. There may be times in your life, little girl, when you'll be tempted to give up on God, when you'll be tempted to turn your back on God, when you'll be tempted to look somewhere else or someplace else to someone else to something else in the hopes that that might prove to be more faithful, in the hopes that those promises might be easier to see and to grasp. I get it, little girl. I've been there. I know it's hard to wait patiently when life throws what life throws at you. And as tough as it's been for me to be uh, faithful and to wait patiently I suspect it's even going to be tougher for you little girl because never in the world's history have we been more concerned with instant gratification than we are right now I started to do a little test Liliana this morning I started to have a church-wide text sent out to everybody right in this moment to see how many people in the congregation could wait before they looked at their smartphone or watch to see who's texting me in the middle of this fantastic sermon. <laughs> but I was afraid of what I would see, <laughs> how impatient we are. You know, Liliana, there was a time when all of us were happy when it took Amazon two days to deliver our packages. Nowadays, many of the things we order, we expect to receive in two hours or less, especially since we have a distribution center right down the road. And it won't surprise me, Liliana, if there comes a day when you will get upset if a drone hasn't delivered your Amazon package in two minutes we are growing more and more impatient in the world. You might have some more impatience. You, you, you might experience all of these things, but I suspect it's going to be harder and harder and harder for you. Why, I, there was a day, Liliana, you're not going to believe this, when we had to wait an entire week for the next episode of our favorite show to air on television nowadays production companies just drop the whole season's worth of episodes in one time, maybe even the whole series episodes at one time, so that you don't have to wait, so that you can have what you want instantly right now. And yet, Liliana, in the midst of our growing impatience, the psalmist writes a word, and says, I waited patiently on the Lord. To which I want to say, really, David? Have you ever had to wait in the DMV line to get your driver's license renewed? Really, David? Have you ever been in the 10-item or less lane at the store and the person in front of you has 27 items? Really, David? Have you ever had to sit and wonder when is Tommy Ward gonna stop preaching? Really, David? Have you ever, have you ever tried to mail a package at the post office at Christmas? You talk about waiting patiently, but you haven't seen and experienced what I have seen. You'll have trouble waiting, baby girl, I can almost guarantee it. But I think if you see this text and all of the scriptures that are in the Bible about waiting, you'll see that waiting is a sign of trust in God. And it's a sign of believing in God's faithfulness. You see, this seems to be what's happening in the text. Uh, David is in a bad place. He's, He's in a pit, he says, a desolate and miry bog of a pit. And we are not told why David was in the pit, but David was a warrior with a wandering eye. Liliana, we'll talk about Bathsheba much, much later. But it's easy for me to imagine this guy David being in the pit because of something that he might have said or something that he might have done or or, or something that he might have believed, but he is in this pit. And I want you to pay attention, Liliana, to what David knows while he's in the pit. I want you to pay attention, Liliana, to what David says while he's in the pit. I want you to pay attention, Liliana, to what David does while he's in the pit. But most of all, Liliana, I want you to pay attention to what God does while David's in the pit. Because chances are, one day, you're going to be in a pickle or in a pit of your own. And what David shares for us in Psalm 40 might be a wonderful gift to you and help the passage of scripture says that david was in the pit and then uh, he waited patiently on the lord he trusted in the lord and then the lord comes and he draws david up out of the pit Now, Liliana, I can almost guarantee you that somewhere along the way, somebody's going to say something to you along the lines of, religion just pulls people down, man. You don't need to believe in God. Or that God puts people in the pit. That's what religion does. It's so oppressive. And I would say to you, that's not what happens in this text, baby girl. God didn't put David in the pit. God lifted David out of. The pit and and the lifting out of the pit happened because David was faithful David trusted David waited patiently on the Lord and don't be surprised baby girl that when you get lifted out of a pit in life that God does it in some way that you couldn't have imagined oh God may speak directly to you I'm still waiting on that myself But God will probably lift you out of that pit through the words or the actions of a friend, of a mama, of a pastor, of a stranger. Don't be surprised at the way God will come to you in the midst of your darkness and seek to lift you up out of that pit. But little girl, also don't be be surprised that it doesn't happen in quite the way that you want. There's a story in the Old Testament book of Genesis about Joseph. He found himself in a pit. His brothers threw him in there so that he would die. And then all of a sudden, Joseph's being lifted up out of that pit, and he probably thinks, oh, I've waited patiently on the Lord, and now I've been lifted out of the pit, and great things are going to happen. And guess what happened to Joseph? He got sold into slavery. It took a long, long time after Joseph got out of that pit before he began to realize that God was still being faithful, that God could still be trusted. Liliana, if that story is not good enough for you, Joseph's dad, Jacob, one time was in such odds with God that he actually wrestled with him, according to the scripture. And after wrestling with him, God lets Jacob up. He lifts him up. But Jacob walked for the rest of his life with a limp. Even though you might find yourself being lifted out of a pit from time to time, that doesn't mean that there won't be some heartache associated with that pit. But ultimately, Jacob even saw the faithfulness of God that God could be trusted. Uh, let me say one thing else. Well, it probably won't be one thing. I'm a preacher. I'll probably add something to it. <laughs> Patiently waiting, Liliana, is not the same thing as passively waiting. Patiently waiting is not the same thing as pass. Uh, Passively waiting. Me and my buddy Ryan Bennett, he's the pastor up at Levin and First United Methodist Church. We like to keep a running list of the most overused sermon illustrations in the world. And I want to share with you, Liliana, the number two on my list of most overused sermon illustrations ever. I figure you're three and a half months old, you've never heard it before. It's a story about this small town and the community uh, and all of a sudden there's this massive flood that comes and the waters are rising and rising. And the preacher is out on the front steps of the church on his knees praying as the water begins to creep up the steps. Well, a woman comes by in a little canoe and says, Preacher, I think you might ought to get in this canoe with me. That water is getting closer and closer to where you are. And the preacher says, I believe in the faithfulness of God. God will hear my prayer and answer. You go on about your way. Well, the waters kept rising. The next thing you know, the preachers had to move into the balcony to keep praying. And the water's still getting higher and higher and higher. And here comes a nice motorboat by. And the motorboat driver stops and says, Preacher, I suggest that you get into this boat because there's not a lot of other places for you to go at this point. And the preacher said, I believe that the Lord is faithful. And I'm going to stay right here. You go on about your way. Next thing you know, the preacher's cradling the steeple of the church. The water's gotten so high, and all of a sudden, out of the clouds, a helicopter comes and drops a ladder and says, Preacher, this is your last chance. You need to grab a hold of this ladder and climb to safe, safety. And the preacher says, Nope, not going to do it. And the next thing you know, the preacher drowns. And the preacher goes to heaven, and the preacher gets a Q&A with God. And the preacher says, Lord, I trusted you. I said you'd be faithful. And what did that get me? And God said, well, it got you two boats and a helicopter, but you didn't take the opportunity to use any one of those things. Waiting patiently, baby girl, doesn't mean passively waiting. There may be things that God wants you to do. There may be things that God wants you to believe. There may be things that God wants you to say that will put you in a better position to see the faithfulness of God. I hope that you'll be open to those things, Liliana. God picked David up in the story, and God put him on a rock, and then God gave David a new song. My prayer for you, Liliana, is that as you get older, And as you see the faithfulness of God over and over and over again, that God will put a new song in your mouth and on your lips. A song that not only helps you to see life differently as a result of how you've experienced the faithfulness of God, but a song that will then serve as a testimony to other people about how God can be trusted and about how God is faithful and how that God will always keep God's promises. And so that's the way I want to end with you tonight. Today, uh, in the words of my good friend Sean Gilliland, after every soulful worship service, as the closing benediction, He reminds us every single week that here's the benediction, here's the call, here's the challenge. Love God, Liliana, and love the people that God loves. And to go and tell others about that love. God will be faithful. I pray that you will be too.